What's your dream? What's your goal? What's your motivation? What's important to you? What's your passion? What can you do to change the world? This is What's Involved. Conversations with thought leaders and change makers from around the world. Hear stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate people like you to live your life, find your passion, and live your dream. Together, we can all bring positive change to our world. Now, here's your host, David Watts. And once again, it is What's Involved. Pleasure to have you with us. Man, my next guest, I've actually been trying uh, to, to, to kind of match calendars and dates and things for a while because I've really, really uh, wanted to have a chat with him. Um, and I'm very excited to introduce you to him. Who is he? He is none other than Kevin Palmieri. And uh, my goodness me, Kevin has done a lot of stuff. How are you, Kevin? David, I am doing very well. I'm glad our calendars were able to sync up and I am excited to chat with you today. And thank you for the wonderful introduction, my friend. It is a pleasure. Now, let's, let's just go through uh, a little bit of uh, what you've done, okay? You're the, the CFO, founder, and uh, co-host of something called Next Level University. It's a global top 100 self-improvement podcast. And uh, you beat my total substantially uh, because you've got over 900 uh, episodes. I'm only on episode, I think it's 214 now. Uh, so you certainly uh, have done well. But now, before we get into why podcasting and uh, the, the whole idea of Next Level University, tell me a little bit about Kevin. Who is Kevin? Uh, tell me about your journey and how you got uh, to where you are today. Absolutely. So Kevin was raised in a single parent household. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. So I guess it wasn't single parent, but I grew up without a father. And that has been part of my story and the through line of who I've become as a man. And that's really something that has impacted me in many different ways. But when all of my friends decided that they were going to go off to college after high school, I knew that wasn't for me. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to go to college. So my friends were out in college, living it up, going out to parties, meeting a bunch of people. And I was working at the town gas station. I was pumping gas full time as a gas station attendant. And it was very challenging for me because everybody was out experiencing new things. And here I was in the same town I was born in, just kind of showing up to work every day and trying to get by. And I ended up going on this journey of different careers. And I was, as I said, a gas station attendant. I was a personal trainer. I cleaned bathrooms and floors at a hospital. I drove a truck. I operated a forklift. I was in construction. And eventually I got this opportunity to do what's called weatherization. So I got this job and my job was to go into a state or government owned building and make it more energy efficient. And it was wonderful because I got paid a lot of money to do it because we were working for the government. And when you fast forward, you get to when I'm 24, 25, and it looks like I have my dream life. By all outside standards, I have a sports car. I have a girlfriend who is literally a model. I'm in the best shape of my life because I just did a bodybuilding show. I have a, a sports car, a new apartment, all the things that people think that they value. But I was very, very, very miserable. I was super insecure. I was not confident. I was afraid of my own shadow. And 
I was afraid to get outside of my comfort zone. And one day, David, my, my girlfriend came to me and said, Kev, I want to move across the country and I want to chase my dreams. We live on the East coast of the U.S. She wanted to move to the West coast, California. And I gave her every excuse in the book, every reason not to, every piece of scarce advice I could find to stop her from doing that. And a couple of weeks later, she came back to me and said, Kev, I'm leaving you. Um, I want to go chase my dreams. I wanted to do it with you, but clearly that's not something you want to do and that's fine, but I have to go do what I feel is right for me. And she left. And when she left, that was a very, very challenging moment for me. That was rock bottom. I remember sitting in my empty apartment that we had just got together three months before. My bills had just doubled. Work was kind of slow. My hormones were all messed up for my bodybuilding show. I was miserable. I was very, very miserable. And her leaving me was my introduction to self-improvement in personal development. And that was my initial rock bottom, David, where I started working on myself. I started working on Kevin to figure out who Kevin was. I think that's an incredible story. And, and, and the thing for me, and uh, I'm sitting here smiling as you're sharing your, your story with me, because um, my story, while similar, is, is not the same as yours. And one of the things I often like to tell people is, you know, rock bottom is actually never where you think it is. Because you, you, you start on, on a journey and you end up and you think, okay, well, wow, I'm, I'm like done now. But it's not. It's, you know, never ever turn around and say, well, it can't get any worse than this because it can. Um, so, Kevin, you, you, you were there. You're in your 20s. Suddenly you come across uh, this, this whole idea of working on Kevin and self-development. Now, this is something I'm incredibly passionate about and, and something I've been also chasing my, my whole life just about, um, as I said, similar, similar problems and uh, challenges in my life. Um, so what did it, you, you're sitting there, you, you're kind of in your apartment, everything is crumbling around you, and you said, okay, it's now time to figure out how Kevin works. Where did you start? Mm. So to your point, David, it, it very much you can say it's not going to get worse. This is as bad as it can get. And oftentimes it does get worse. But I remember thinking, okay, I always expected things in my life to just work out, but I am at least 50% of all the problems I've ever had, particularly in my relationships. So I started listening to audiobooks. I remember the first thing I listened to was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And I then found, I think I found the secret and while I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that if you hope things are going to get better, they'll definitely get better. I remember I started doing positive affirmations. And before I went to bed, I would say, I am handsome. I'm talented. I'm worthy. And this year I'm going to make the most money I've ever made. I remember saying that every night before bed. But another thing I did was I forced myself to consistently get outside of my comfort zone. I remember going down to the mall. I had no intention of buying anything but I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to talk to women. I wanted to talk to men. I wanted to talk to old people. I want to talk to young people. I wanted to get outside of my comfort zone and prove to myself that I was capable of more than I was currently showing. And that was a big, a big, big step for me. But the thing that really happened, David, is when I went to bed and I said, I am going to make the most money I've ever made in my entire life, that became my focus. And that next year, I ended up getting a promotion to a foreman for the company I was working for. And being a foreman means you are on the job 
from the very beginning to the very end. And if you fast forward to the end of that year, I was on the road for 10 months and I was living in hotels for 10 months straight because most of the work we did was out of state. So I was usually five, six hours away from home. And that was pretty common for me. And that was a struggle. It was awesome because I was making a lot of money, but that also taught me a ton about myself. Oh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing uh, when, you, when, you, when you're young. I, I always used to say, you know, you, you're young, strong, and stupid because uh, you think that certain things are going to be fulfilling and are going to ha- add meaning to your life. And, and the change of, of or the, the, the sort of chasing of uh, financial goals in that. I remember I spent a great deal of my life and I used to define myself by the price of my toys. Uh, so it was all about the car that we drove, the address that you stayed in, the clothes that you wore, uh, the watch on your arm. And, and in my case, it took losing all of that for mm-hmm. me to kind of finally start to figure out what success and happiness meant to me. So we, I want to dive a little bit more into your story, Kevin, when we come back uh, and uh, just chat a little bit more about uh, the journey, because you've certainly come a long way. And then you know, talking to you now, you, you sound like you're an incredibly calm, successful, um, and happy person. So, so let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back. This is What's Involved. My special guest is Kevin Palmieri, and he is the CFO, founder, and co-host of Next Level University. Uh, we'll be back with Kevin in just a bit. This is What's Involved. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. More next. And we're back. My guest is uh, Kevin Palmieri. And uh, we're talking self-development on on what's involved and uh, finding out, you know, what it takes and and what journeys people are on. Because one of the things that inspired me over the years is is people with great stories. I consider myself a storyteller. uh, And I think, Kevin, you you have a, a great story to tell as well. So, you're making, you're making a lot of money. You were successful and a lot of people would go, well, he's out and about. He gets to stay in hotels every night. Um, once again, that's one of those things in my experience. It sounds great until you do it. Yep. So, so what happened then? Let's take a little further. Yeah. So as I mentioned before the break, I was on the road for 10 months out of that 12 months. So, and when I say on the road, I mean every single week I was staying in hotels routinely staying up for 30 hours at a time. That was pretty average. That was a pretty average week for me. I remember I opened my final pay stub of the year and I was standing at my kitchen table because my ex-girlfriend took the chairs because they were her chairs. I was never home. So I never bought new ones. It didn't matter. And I remember sliding open my last pay stub and my goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars. And I made a hundred thousand dollars at 26 with no college degree. But to your point, David, nothing changed. I was still insecure. I still lacked confidence. I still didn't believe in myself. I still didn't feel like I had a very bright future. And that was a very important pivot moment for me because in that moment, I realized that most of my life I had been living unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. I started a podcast shortly thereafter called The Hyperconscious Podcast, which has now transitioned into where we are today. But I started a podcast with the hopes, with the intentions, with the goal of having deep talks with awesome people, talking about things that 
a lot of people didn't talk about, whether it was suicide or what your dream life was, or your dream job or your most painful moments or your best experiences. I wanted to talk about stuff beyond surface level. And I remember, David, when I started, it was such a passion for me. I loved it. I was so excited to do it. But it started making going to work harder and harder and harder. And I started calling out. I would leave the job site early. I didn't care about my work. And it got to the point where I would have to be in New Jersey, which was six hours from where I lived. And I would go to bed at 9 p.m. Sunday night. I'd wake up at 12 or 1230. So midnight or 1230. And I would get up and drive six hours straight to the job site. And I would work an eight hour day. I'd go to the gym after on three hours of sleep because I just wanted to be home. I longed for the certainty that I had given up to achieve that success. And the, the rock bottom basement, the moment that changed my life forever, the course of everything for me, I was in New Jersey my alarm clock went off at 5.15 in the morning, cold morning. I woke up, slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots. I had done this a thousand times before. And the best way to explain it, David, is there's 10 televisions on in my head and every single one is on a different station. And one saying, you're stuck here forever. You'll never be able to make this amount of money again. What will your friends think if you leave? What will your family think? And do you really think you can be a successful podcaster? And in that moment, I didn't believe I could. I didn't know how. And I really felt down. I felt dark. I felt hopeless. I felt helpless. And I felt like in that moment, if I took my life, I would take my problems with me. And that's the lowest point I've ever experienced in my entire life. Now, luckily, I had a great group of people around me. I texted the co-founder and the CEO of our company, Alan. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do. And he said, Kev, so much has changed for you over the last few years, but your environments have pretty much remain the same. I think it's time for you to make a shift. And I ended up leaving that job three or four months later, going full-time into becoming an entrepreneur. And then for the next three and a half years, I was a broke entrepreneur who had to go through so many trials and tribulations to get to where we are today. But I'm very happy I did. It was one of the best choices I have ever made in my entire life. And when you're all the way at heck no, sitting on the edge of a bed, debating, taking your life. It's a lot easier to say, you know what? I'm going to go all in on heck yes. And that is where we are today. And that is, I mean, that is one of the things that, that I find so amazing. And it's why I like chatting to, to people like you, because it, it gives other people hope, I think. Because when I was going through my, uh, and I quote Douglas Adams here, my long, dark tea time of the soul, uh, I also, you know, you, you kind of think there's nobody out there. You kind of think you're the only one that's experiencing this. And, and for me, um, and I still haven't, I mean, my journey still continues, but my imposter syndrome was huge, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I mean, I, 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 I've been on radio for 30 plus years now, uh, podcasting for about five now. Uh, and, you know, every time I used to switch on the microphone, uh, there was this voice in my head going, who gives you the right to do this? What makes mm. you think you are good enough? Why would people ever listen to you? And, and you, you've been there. So, so where do we start? If somebody's listening now and they're going, oh, I am, I'm stuck. And, and, and I use the analogy of you spend your life climbing up a ladder only to find when you get to the top, it's leaning against the wrong building. Where, where does one start this journey to the self? Because I think 
with everything that's happened and our, our global pandemic and, and the whole lot there, um, people have become more conscious. Um, and and you've, you've spoken about that as well. So give us some ideas of, of where to start. I mean, you know, if, you, if you're sort of, you know, a bit lost and you, you're getting along in years and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I hate my job, I hate my life, I hate everything. Mm. I think that the natural tendency is to look into the future and say, okay, well, what is my purpose? What am I, what am I supposed to do here? What are my dreams? What are my goals? When I really think the first step is looking into the past, a lot of us, and I was very guilty of this. And I said this in the beginning, my personal development journey started with me going out and learning as much as humanly possible. And I think what happens is you go out and you read a book or you listen to a Ted talk, or you listen to a podcast or a radio station and you're saying, well, that's a lot of valuable information, but for some reason, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what it means to me. It doesn't seem to land as impactfully as I think it should. And this is why I believe when you're younger, you are born into soil. You're a seed and you're planted in soil and you have no control over that soil. It very well could be and may be toxic. And 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, you're taking this nutritious soil from books and podcasts and YouTube and audiobooks, and you're pouring it onto that old toxic soil. It's not getting down to the root of who you are as a human being. It's not getting down to your actual identity, your limiting beliefs, your core values, your core aspirations. It's not getting down to that. I think the first step is starting to unlearn the things that aren't actually yours. And the reason I say that is because people always say hindsight is 2020. I, when I was driving a truck, David, I would listen to you. I would listen to radio stations every single day and say, imagine if you could do that for a living. Imagine if you could just talk into a microphone for X amount of hours a day. And that was your job in hindsight, in retrospect. Yes, that makes sense. I think a lot of that is similar when it comes to unconditioning old beliefs that aren't yours. So I would say you have to sit down with yourself and you have to try to go back and read the chapters of your life because things will appear that you didn't know existed. Opportunities that have never been opportunities before will at least look like opportunities because you'll understand yourself at a deeper level. That is one. And that is a big one. And then one that is universal across the board, I would say, is if you feel stuck, if you feel hopeless or helpless, or you don't feel like you have a bright future, I would really take a look at the people around you because you can have all the advice. You can have the best coaches. You can have the best mentors. You can have the best opportunities, the most talent, the most intelligence. But if you surround yourself with people who bleed you instead of feed you, you're going to be in a very, very, very challenging place. I put myself into that depression. I put myself into those, those, those tough spots. I had amazing people around me, which helped me get out. If I had leaned on those amazing people earlier, I never would have got to the place I got to. Wow. Okay. That, that is actually so true. And, 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 and I, I love the analogy where you, where you say they either bleed you or they feed you because this is something that, that a lot of times we don't realize. And, you know, in my upbringing and, and, as I explained to you earlier on, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a South African, born and bred, um, and I was born into a country in, in turmoil, um, came from a very toxic uh, family background, et cetera, et cetera. And 
you know, it takes time to get to the stage where, though, where you can where you can look at yourself and look at those people around you, and also um, kind of decide whether the, the information that you've been told is true or not, mm-hmm. and it, and whether it's true or not for you. Um, I'm fascinated by this, Kevin, and, and your passion and the way that you share your story is amazing. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have uh, some more conversation with uh, Kevin Palmieri. He is the CFO, founder and co-host of the Next Level University. And you know what? Generally, I wouldn't say this because, well, you know, us, us radio people and podcasts, we've got quite, quite large egos uh, and we, we like to promote our own podcast. But do yourself a favor. Check it out. Uh, We'll give you some more information in just a little bit because really some great stuff there. This is What's Involved back in a bit. We'll be right back with more What's Involved. David would love to hear from you. To leave a voice message, visit whatsinvolved.com and click drop me a voice note. And we're back. It is What's Involved. It's so good to have you along with us. Uh, My special guest is Kevin Palmieri. Uh, He's... uh, CFO, founder, co-host of Next Level University. I'm still amazed that it is, uh, I mean, it's in the top 100 self-improvement podcasts, Kevin. You must be incredibly proud of yourself for that. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Uh, two kids from a small town who did not have a lot of opportunity growing up, who wanted to impact the world in a positive way. And I'm very, very proud. I'm very, very grateful. We call it I like to call it grateful ambition. I'm very, very grateful for what I have. I'm, I'm so blessed. I, I feel so lucky, but I'm also very, very, very hungry to continue doing what we're doing and continue having the impact and shaping the world in the way we, we believe is possible and, the, and really beneficial. So yes, I am so incredibly proud, so grateful. It has been a very, very challenging road for sure, but it is also the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. Let's talk about some of those those challenges, though, just in terms of, of from an entrepreneurial perspective. I mean, yeah, you're a podcast host, but podcasting, um, and in your case particularly, is is a business. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is the way uh, you you make your money. So, what challenges? Because if if you talk about you know this this journey of small town boy, um, your, your dark times, and and podcasting, I mean. What did we say earlier on? Something like more than 900 episodes. There's a little thing in there that um, it's, it's, it's like some, often people say to me, why do you keep on doing this? I'm like, well, because the theory is if I can just keep on hanging on long after everybody else has let go, uh, we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. So, so in your case, tell me about that. Yeah, it's interesting, David, because in the very beginning, I did not know this was going to be a business. I knew I wanted to leave my job, but that was kind of the extent of it. And I'm very blessed because my business partner is very business savvy, which is wonderful. But the first initial challenge was getting laughed at. I mean, I've been, there has been a lot of people who didn't believe in the fact that we were going to have a successful podcast and we were leaving our jobs to do that. Alan, the co host, co founder, and the CEO, he left a job making close to $200,000 a year to become an entrepreneur. So we definitely got a lot of pushback from that. My family, I'm very blessed because my family was supportive, but they had no idea. They said, when are you going to go get another job? What are you doing? You know, this is crazy. This probably isn't going to work. But they were supportive to the, to the degree they could be. 
the, the initial thing for us was how do we make money? I remember having a conversation with Alan saying, Hey, I, I can't continue putting myself into credit card debt. What are we supposed to do? And I remember the first thing I did, David, was I found a listener. Her name is Jenna. I messaged her and said, Jenna, I'm looking to start doing some coaching. I want to see if I even want to do it. I want to see what it's like. Are you open to being coached by me for free? And I started coaching Jenna every week for free. And after two or three months, I said, out in more places and we're doing more episodes. It started at 50 bucks a week. It went to 75 bucks a week. It went to hundred, it went to 150. And that was really the beginning for us. That was one of the most challenging things. But I mean, there were parts, David, where it's like the scene out of the movie where the entrepreneur pulls up to the office and his car stalls. Like that used to happen to me all the time. My car would stall at red lights, at stop signs. If I went below a certain speed, it would just shut off. The brakes were mangled and they were screeching up a storm. There was uh, two Christmases back to back where I couldn't even buy Christmas presents for my girlfriend, my, my now fiance. I had to ask her to pay rent. It was, it was very, very, very much a challenge. And there's a lot of people who don't think it should be. There's a lot of people who say, well, you know, business should be easy. It should be, it should be fulfilling. I totally agree. It should be aligned. I totally agree. I don't believe it is going to be easy because by definition, if it's easy, you're not stretching to what you're actually capable of. I'm somebody who goes to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym later in between calls. If I do an easy workout every time I'm there, I'm not making that much progress. I'm actually selling myself short. So I believe that it's supposed to be a challenge because it's the resistance that causes the growth. It creates the growth. There's been a lot of challenges. There's been a lot of resistance. Other than those, those are very real life scenarios. One of the biggest struggles for me, candidly, has been lack of belief. Sometimes I have to pinch myself. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me where I am sometimes. I don't feel like I belong or I deserve to be where I am. I've had to face so many bouts of insecurity. Alan and I, one time, were at somebody's mansion and they were talking about business. And I remember just reverting to, to young Kev. And I, I said, who am I to even be here? I don't know anything about what they're talking about. And it was a real difficult moment where I'm at a mansion in California, supposed to be living the dream, but I'm having this internal dialogue of not good enough. And that has been a really a through line of my life is that insecurity, that not enoughness, that battle with. And I always want to be transparent about that because really, really listen, yeah, quote unquote, we're successful and we're a top podcast and all that stuff, but that doesn't fix anything going on inside me. It doesn't. That's why the self-improvement, the personal development, the inner work, the reflection, that's why it's so important. We had $25,000 donate or not donated, uh, transferred into our account a couple months ago. It was good for like 15 minutes. And then it was like, okay, cool. Now what? And I think that's a good example of what we think is going to happen when we find success. We think success is going to fix the missing parts, the missing pieces, uh, the loose pieces inside of us when really you have to fix those. No amount of money, no value of car or home to David's point earlier can fix the things inside of you. Only you can through that inner work, through that self-improvement through that personal development. So I would say that has been one of the biggest challenges 
the internal work has been at least as, if not more challenging than all of the external work for sure. And I think that's so important. And, and as you were talking now, I, I was, I sort of got transported back in time a little bit because um, a good few years ago, I lost my dad and um, he was in, in hospital um, and it was, it was time for him to go. And uh, one of the last things he said to me is, whatever you do, don't do what I have done and live a life of quiet desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is so, so profound because I come from very much, very, very, very much, um, some people may even say the wrong side of the railway tracks, um, but a simple background. We, we never had money, but one of the things that always got drilled into my head from when I was young is the Watts's are designed, we're destined to struggle. The Watts's will never, ever be rich. Um, life sucks. It's hard. The best you can hope for is to go out, get a job, and uh, work from nine to five, and then one day retire and hope to hell you've got enough money to live until you die. Um, and when I told them initially that I wanted to be in radio, um, my parents were horrified because to them that wasn't a real job. Um, and I got asked things like, how are you going to support your wife? How are you going to do all of these things? And that has been this recurring, and I talked earlier about this imposter syndrome. That has been a, a recurring theme for, through, through a lot of my life. Um, Kevin, we, we're running out of time. We need to do this again, I think, just because I think you've got so much value to add. Um, but uh, when we come back, let's look if we can give somebody sitting listening, and, and, and they are... At the, at the moment going, all right, Kevin, David, you guys, easy for you to talk, uh, but um, my life is, is different. And, and maybe give some pointers on the self-development and, and where to go and what to do. So we'll talk about that when we come back. It is what's involved. My special guest, Kevin Palmieri, will be back in just a bit. You're listening to What's Involved with David Watts. Have you been to our website? Check it out, www.whatsinvolved.com. And while you're there, click on the coffee mug icon and buy David a cup of coffee. He'll love it. And we're back with my special guest, uh, Kevin Palmieri. This is the one thing, and I'm going to digress totally, and I will blame it on my ADD, um, which is also something that uh, has been a challenge for me. Um, But conversations like this, the time absolutely speeds by and it's just so great to be able to talk to somebody and, and have somebody that's, that's been in the trenches and, and had the struggle. So Kevin, hats off to you for that. Now, somebody's listening and, and, and they could be listening wherever uh, part of the show goes out uh, uh, as, a, as a radio broadcast in South Africa. Um, then there's the podcast. Uh, if somebody's listening and they think, okay, guys, it's all good and well. You've been talking up a storm. Give us something practical. Uh, this is what I would say. And I always try to, I, I want to really illuminate this fact that not everybody's going to be able to leave their job and go all in on podcasting or all in on construction or all in on content creation, whatever it is, right? Because dif- different circumstances create different roadblocks and boundaries. So I always want to say that when I left my job, I had $10,000 in the bank and I had very low bills and I didn't have a family and I lived with, 
my best friend and you know my responsibilities were fairly low so i do want to make sure i i do state that because i do think that's a very important thing to stay uh, to say this is what i would say no matter where you are no matter what is going on in your life there is a small room for improvement nothing will change overnight that's okay i want you to take out a piece of paper Right now, unless you're driving, don't don't do this if you're driving. If you're driving, do it when you get home. Or maybe you're a spreadsheet kind of person, take out a spreadsheet. I want you to write three columns, health, wealth, and love. Under each of those columns, I want you to start two new habits. Under health, one of them could be weigh yourself every day and track your calories. Under wealth, track your finances and eliminate any unnecessary expenses. That $5 coffee every day, adds up. That's 25 bucks a week. That's that's a lot of money. That's probably $1,200 a year. That's That adds up very, very quickly. So two things under wealth and then two things under love. If you're in a relationship, a good example of this is the gratitude game. Every night before my fiance and I go to bed, we tell each other one thing we're grateful for about each other, right? Something simple like that. If you're single, maybe self-love to you is taking a bath or meditating or positive affirmations or lighting candles before bed. If you can add two habits under health, two habits under wealth, and two habits under love, I guarantee if you stick with them, it will be a challenge, but if you stick with them, your life will look different in six months, a year. Is it going to look completely different? Are you going to be a completely different human being? No, that takes time and time and time, but that is a wonderful place to start. I think we have this belief that unless I do it all now, it's not worth doing. And I think that belief is one of the biggest ones holding people back. If you can just improve a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, a little bit the day after, that's how things happen. Rome was not built in a day. It was built every day. Wonderful stuff. Now, you've you. touched on something there and, and you're talking about doing these, these uh, you know, working on these habits every day. How important is in your opinion, consistency? Oh man, the most, the most very, there is very few things that can be accomplished without consistency. It's just, and it's also one of the hardest things for human beings to do because we like the path of least resistance. And usually the least, the, the path of least resistance is not consistency. You got to find some sort of accountability. So this is a good example. Alan and I, have realized that we have not been as focused on fitness as we want to be. It's, it's a core value. I am more fulfilled when I'm in shape. It just, that is my personal experience. So we said this on the podcast the other day. Number one, accountability. So Alan and I are going to do it together. Number two, we created what is called a commitment device. So Alan and I made a commitment to each other and our listeners on the podcast that if we do not get to our goal weight, Mine is 170 pounds. Alan is 180 pounds. By August 1st, we do not get to record an episode on August 1st. And we have never missed an episode together. And that is one of our things is we will not miss. We do seven episodes a week every day. If we don't hit our goal weight, we don't get to do an episode. If I don't hit my goal weight, I don't do it. And maybe Alan can. If Alan doesn't hit his goal weight, he doesn't get to come even if I hit my goal weight. Think of it like, if I 
if I don't do these five habits for the next 10 days, I have to donate $10 to a charity I don't believe in. That is what a commitment device is. I would say I'm going to burn $10, but I'm sure that's probably illegal in most places. So donate it to something you don't believe in. You have to have more pain associated with not doing the thing than associated with doing it. And the commitment device or letting somebody else down is a very, very good way to tie that up. I think that's a fantastic idea. I was just thinking about... uh... You know, try, having to donate money to a cause you don't believe in that uh, mm. that that could get uh, could get interesting um Kevin I don't think a chat with you would, would be complete um and and you've just blown me away now by saying that you you sort of publish a podcast every day um because that is a lot of work if somebody's now listening and they go listen these guys sound like they're enjoying themselves and and they're they're having a good uh, chat and, and sharing stories. I want to do this myself. Mm. Um, is the podcast market saturated? If you are um, a stamp collector, is there a place for your podcast? What are benefits of, of podcasting, do you think? I, I believe that one of the biggest benefits is a confidence builder. A lot of people say like, yeah, I'm confident, but there's something different about hopping in front of a microphone, getting on camera and broadcasting your message quite literally to the world. So I think number one is confidence building, but even from a business aspect or yeah, like a business aspect, you get the opportunity. Really think about this. You get the opportunity to have somebody's attention at a deep, deep, deep level every single week or every single day or biweekly whenever you do your episode it's just a different form of communication. And it's a way for you to add value in a way, way, way deeper level. I don't think it's saturated. I mean, you got to think everybody says things are saturated when they start to go viral, but as long as you can really tap into something that matters to you, don't do it for the money. That's what I would say. If you're out there and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast for the money don't do it. Go do something else because it's very, very difficult to make money. And if your only goal is to make money, you most likely will not last long enough, but it's the most rewarding thing in the world. When somebody reaches out and says, Hey, that episode changed my life. Or to your point, David, I never would have thought that that stamp I have is worth blank, 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 blank. That's what it's all about. So it is the best thing in the world. It will teach you more about yourself than almost anything I can imagine. It's definitely harder to make money then I think people realize when they start. So make sure you're starting for the right reason, but it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, this is the thing. And again, again, consistency, because uh, this is now, um, this, is the, this is my second run at, at podcasting. I started out when it was in its infancy, mm. um, and particularly here in South Africa. And I just was like, no, after like 10 or so kind of... Uh, uh, episodes, I was like, no, this is too much like hard work. So uh, that that was quite uh, quite a challenge. Um, Kevin, if somebody wants to find out, because one of the things you do as well is, is I mean, the podcast is called Next Level University. Um, do you offer any sort of uh, training? So, so maybe, you know, we can direct people to go somewhere and, uh, and, and, and check out what happens there. How do we reach the next level? Yeah. If you, so we have a bunch of different stuff, the way it's set up, the reason we do seven episodes a week is we realize not everybody is in a financial place where they can afford group coaching or one-on-one or coming to a retreat or whatever it may be. So our business is set up 
where no matter where you are in your self-improvement journey, we have content for you. No matter where you are in your financial journey, we have something of value, whether it's a free course, whether it's group coaching, one-on-one coaching, live events, retreats, all sorts of different stuff. So all you got to do, if you want, the best place to start is listening to the podcast just because that's one of the most valuable things that we have. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Next Level University. All of our episodes are on YouTube as well. And then if you want to chat with me, you can just DM me on Instagram at neverquitkid or email me, kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. Wonderful stuff. So, so you're open to, to people going, hey, Kevin, uh, heard, your, heard your podcast. Would love to chat some more. I see you've also got something on your, uh, on your, on your website. Um, uh, all about getting to the next uh, the next level. Is this something that we can we can offer to our listeners as well? And uh, I can uh, direct them there and put uh, put the link uh, in my show notes. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a free course, totally free. It's Alan and I sat down in our studio on a Sunday and we said, what are the most important lessons, fundamentals that we can bring to our listeners, and how do we over deliver? on a free course. A lot of free courses are 10 minutes or they're a PDF or five steps. We literally, it's an hour and a half of us in the studio, high quality footage, cut scenes, worksheets. It, in my opinion, is the most valuable free content there is. So yes, please, please. The more, the merrier. Wonderful stuff. Well, we've come to that time. It wraps it up uh, for this edition of What's Involved. My special guest has been Kevin Palmieri. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time out and uh, having a chat to us. And uh, well, I look forward to hearing more from uh, you and uh, the Next Level University podcast. David, I appreciate it. I'm happy to come back anytime. This was wonderful. And thank you to everybody listening out there. There we go. As I said, it wraps it up for this edition of What's Involved. To each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Involved. We hope this episode inspires you to find your passion and live your dream. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. And to see what's happening, what's going on, and what's coming, follow What's Involved on Facebook and Twitter at What's Involved. Thanks again for listening.